Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the October 18th Sunday night broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Ed Shanahan. That's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? Oh, okay. I held my breath there for a second. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I don't know why. My phone cut out and I said, oh, boy, I have one second to get in there. <laughs> And I see you popped up, and I was able to hit your mic before uh, I finished talking. I uh, multitasked. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> so uh, you having a good night? Yeah, it was a fine night. It was a beautiful day. We had the kids out at some friend's house, and uh, it was just great. Got a little hay ride for them, and they had a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Can I come out and hang by you? <laughs> sure. We, you know, we have all the fun out here, don't we? Yeah, up there in Indiana, you do. Um, I want to give us want to give a shout out to Paranormal Casebook um, listeners. Every day they have a newsletter, everything on the paranormal, links to everything that's from videos to articles to whatever. Let's go to Paranormal Casebook or ParanormalCasebook.com or look it up on Google. Um, Annette, you would you like to introduce our guests? I would um, be honored. Yes, I would. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen and fine listeners, I would like to present you with Z Budapest. She's a popular author and a Dianic witch who founded the Susan B. Anthony Coven Number no. 1. Uh, she hails from Hungary and was a, a Chicagoan for a long time, as I understand it, and is living mm-hmm. in California now. Z, are you with us on the, on the air here? I am right here. I'm listening. Yes, good evening. Hi. <laughs> welcome, Hello, welcome. Chica. We're so pleased to have you. <laughs> Blessed be. Always Blessed be. A pleasure. Our world is bigger than one thinks. Now, you were in, how long Ch- were you in Chicago? You know, because we're, Ed and I are so close. Oh, oh. We're right here. We work in Chicago all the time. I, I went to the University of Chicago there. I was there two and a half years. Okay. I lived on, on Dorchester, um, which was a condemned house. It's probably demolished by now. Across the street from the Wright brothers, or the Wright, um, gosh, there's an architect called Wright. I forgot mm-hmm. all the first oh, names. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. That's the one too long for me. And uh, he designed their uh, dormitorium for students, and that was across the street. And then there was a big field. Uh, when I took my kids for their first walks on Earth, um, oh. that's where I lived in Dorchester. Terrific. It was on, <laughs> on on the campus area. Yeah, I I, I um, like Chicago 
for many things, and it was a transformative place for me because this is where I went to the real school, the only school that ever helped me in my whole life, and it wasn't the University of Chicago. It was Viola Spolin, Second City. And they, she was just teaching, teaching improvisation, and that's the only good thing I, I really learned that can be applied on all walks of life and magic, especially um, improvisation. And it was such a high to come across because everybody was, oh, the method acting. And Viola just said, step aside, let the unconscious write the script. Let the voice come out of you that you don't know it's in there. Let you know, and allowing all, and we were more brilliant without a script than with a script. It was just awesome. And then looking back, you go, oh, my God, I did that? It was really wonderful. I loved that place for that. But the weather, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, we've, 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 um, we've already had a touch of winter, believe it or not. Um, yeah. I believe it. And the winds, the winds are making everything worse. Um, the heat is hotter and the uh, cold is cold. I looked down on my feet and on Christmas time shopping and I just came out of Europe, you know, and I had like stockings, girls' stockings. Looked down on my feet and they were blue. They were blue. I said, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? I will not do that. Because it never gets that cold in Europe. You can oh, no? still go out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But the, Soon I got Americanized and I got into my blue jeans and then nothing happened. Nothing bothered me after that. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Now you're out in California. And isn't it in California where you started the Susan B. Anthony Coven number one? Yes, I did. It was in Venice, California, where I had a candle shop slash bookstore. And um, I had the women meet there as a central place. And then we caravaned out to Malibu, and there is a, um, an off-highway uh, one that is a turn-off called Big Rock, and we used to go all the way out to the top of that, be parked in this very rich neighborhood where all the cars were very spiffy, ours had bumper stickers, you know, um, my other car is a, way, uh, my other car is a broom, and <laughs> all this, all this, and the peace signs, of course. And um, then we scampered up a mountain range, but, but just a one good steep climb. And on top, there was this huge plateau that could held 200 women easily in a circle. And we were surrounded by the mountains and the sea. Oh, it was gorgeous there as long as we didn't run into trouble, but it was worth it. We got busted there twice. No. <laughs> Speaking of being busted, now Z, you are you're uh, you've been busted before, haven't you? In kind of a major way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had my I had my travails. Even though looking back, you know, uh, we talking about the tarot trial, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, it, at that time, I was um, just full of pride of what. A Dianic priestess supposed to be doing, and I felt that declaring everything from finding water to uniting friends, reading tarot cards, reading I Ching, what you have, even chicken bones, it was all in that forbidden paragraph. And this paragraph, this law, hailed to us from the gold rush. And the 49ers used to be rolled by gypsies, so they established this Bonko law. 
so that uh, they prevent, I don't know, it might have helped them, but that was a long time ago, the 49ers. And it was still an antiquated law on the books, and they used it against me. And um, most psychics thought that it was a form of taxation, a revolving door. You get busted, you give them $100, and you walk. But, right. Oh, sure. And, and you go back to, yeah, you go back oh, next sure. day, and it's a sort of like an understanding between the psychic community and the police that this is how it is. In fact, they were busting people in alphabetical order. Oh, so my. I came up sort of, <laughs> so I was just before Zelda, the astrologist, who happened to write 28 books on the subject, and she was in her 70s. So they didn't care. But when it came to me, I just became a feminist. And and emit words, and that's first. But they didn't, uh, they went right past it, and it wasn't about money. It wasn't about money. It wasn't for pay or without pay. It was in the law. But if you did it just for fun, just for entertainment, then it was okay. You go ahead, read tarot cards. That's just fine. It just, it's just bullshit, people. It's just bullshit. You know what I mean? then it would have been okay. But that was not how I saw it. And I really wanted this law dead. I mean, I really did. And I thought, okay, I endured this, and may the goddess do the rest. And indeed, four days of trial on the front page of the LA Times, constantly. And they were taunting me, you know, why don't you win? You're a witch. You could win this. And I couldn't come out and say, first of all, I don't think I can. <laughs> no amount of magic can change a church-going judge. Um, and the second one is I'm better off losing, actually, and winning when it counts. So I said nothing. And it was humiliating when it came to pass that uh, I was a guilty witch. And then even then, you know, five, not this time, $500 or you go to jail. But all you have to do is just keep appealing and appealing and writing in the new Brits and then time elapses and I moved out of the city. I came up here to Oakland. I was writing more. I wasn't reading all that much anymore. You know, you have to take a break from it every so often. 
I felt like reading as much as I had when I was first really into it, like the passion. I wanted to put it in somewhere else as well, you know. And that was writing, which actually was a good idea. And then um, nine years later, I get this uh, newspaper clip from the lawyer saying, see, we did it. Took us nine years, but the law is dead because Rose Bird on the California Supreme Court struck it down. And then I find out that other states where witches needed to get a little elbow room here actually used my case to upset their laws in other states. So I'm very excited. I, I just learned this recently since I do blog radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Huh. I had no clue. Nobody told me they had managed to uh, use that case for themselves. I, I thought I just did it for California. I, I got to say something right this second, uh, Annette and Z. I got bounced off and the switchboard. And the weird thing is, my number's still showing on the host side, but I had to call in on the guest side <laughs> to get back on here. So uh, I missed a little bit of that. Annette, can you hear me? Oh, Annette? I can hear you well. Yeah. Yeah. And Let you me know see what about I... Annette. Let me see. Annette, yeah. can you hear me? Annette? 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 Okay, she's not. I'm not picking her up. Um, something's What's going happened on. there? I don't know. Uh, let me. Beyond explain this happening. Yes. <laughs> I just call. I just brought in two one nine three three one. Who am I talking? I'm to? here. It's Annette. It's Annette. Okay, you got the same problem I had. I got. Yes, I got kicked up, off the same time you did, and I had to use. But you know what? Our numbers are still. Our numbers are still showing up on the screen. I had to call in as a guest. Sounds a little witchy to Somebody me over here. Us tonight. I don't know. <laughs> I really want to talk it to you. And, of course, this is the night I get found. <laughs> um, I, Z, I want to say that um, Annette knows the city specifically I talked to her about, um, that they don't allow readings in at all. They don't even allow new age shops, if you want to call it that, in the city. In Chicago? In you're Chicago talking about Chicago? In one, one of the suburbs, oh yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, there's work to do. We have to do it state by state. <laughs> um, I, just talked to, I just talked to somebody in, um, um, wait a minute, New, uh, New Mexico, and they have used my law and struck it down. Yeah. So it just depends. But you, if you leave it there, it's just going to be more of the same antiquated law, and if they so choose, they pick you off next time and then you have to repeat my whole experience which by the way was very unpleasant there were Chinese women on the uh, on the jury and when you translate which into Chinese it comes out as poisoner so wow. those women they cooked my goose <laughs> even before they were seated I mean they couldn't help it and their English wasn't too good and um, um, well you can imagine well, here's something that's going to blow your mind. This law was passed within the last 10 years in this city. So <laughs> it's not something that's been on the books for ages. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So this bad law just happened 10 years ago? Yep. Somebody, yep. some Christian there must have pushed it in and you didn't even know about it. Well, find yeah. out who had pushed it back out. <laughs> if it's only a 10-year-old law, that that that's not right. It's just. So this is this is many times the way we are attacked by the so-called right-winger nuts. They they are not happy just having their own religion and take pleasure in that. They have to buck up against ours 
and mm-hmm. um, push us out of our own natural niche and, and rights. And unless you push back and you don't even know, next, you know, it's just, it's just better to know and it's better yeah. to fight. Because if you don't fight, they just push you more. Yeah. This, this big passivity is not one of my flaws. <laughs> well, and the magical I'm, community has been so suppressed by patriarchal religions for so long. Here, we're just finally, finally coming out. Oh. Z, tell us about Dianic witchcraft. Some of our listeners probably don't have an idea of exactly what that means. Can you give us a uh, good definition of what Dianic witchcraft is? Yes, and um, the, the fastest way to answer it is women's mysteries. Women's mysteries is a tradition that was actually alive till the 4th century when it was finally killed. They killed the priestesses, they erased the temples, bad times. This was also the same time when the Christians went after statues of the goddesses and gods and lopped off arms and tits and penis and what have you. They, they were brutal to art because that too was uh, sacrilegious in their eyes, art. Can you imagine art? Um, so that was the last time, uh, and, and I think the last place was Eleusis where the Eleusian Mysteries were celebrated for over a week. And part of that was Women's Mysteries. And Women's Mysteries is sort of always part of the bigger whole. Like right now, the pagan community is humongous, many traditions. But Women's Mysteries is a good part of it, and it's fast growing because women find home uh, for, for themselves when they are with each other. They, they can be themselves. And... And it can be done, you know, very organically, consciousness raising groups, book clubs. Women like to gather over any, any um, cooperation. Women enjoy cooperating with each other. And um, Women's Mysteries is celebrating the seasons and the moons and essentially supporting each other in our spell casting. And then there are the women's rights which are less practiced. I, I, I like to promote them in the future more. I only got as far as we got the Sabbath sound and we got the Esbeth sound. But that's a big deal, <laughs> even though it's early right. in the century. At least we got that far. But the women's rights are very interesting. That there's things um, in February um, for purification, and then there are... Uh, art festivals like the Skira or Tesmophoria, which is a five-day festival when every day something else is happening, like Thursday comedy, second-day drama, third-day dance, and then music, and then um, communal feasting. Every holiday of the goddess always ends with big eatings, good foods, and, um, and of course, there was always something that intoxicated the people back in in old Hungarian nomad days, in the days of Attila Dahan, my people drank fermented mare's milk. I would like to taste that. They say it's very sweet. Fermented mare's milk really got you high. And then, of course, beer beer was always um, one of the brews in the Mediterranean. So that, and, and then, of course, what happened in Eleusis, they had LSD in the um, drink made from, well, um, which was rye. It is a rye. Anyway, the LSD made them see things, and essentially what they saw was the 
older goddess turning into the younger goddess, Demeter and Kore becoming each other. So they see the circle of life and the renewal of life. This was the big teaching of Eleusis. And then women had their rituals, men had their rituals. Then they had to come together, both sexes, rituals. And there wasn't just two sexes. In that time, many expressions of sexuality were seen as normal. Unfortunately, even pedophilia, which I'm not um, endorsing to revive. (laughs) You know, not all traditions are good traditions. And as humanity wakes up, and becomes more clear who we are, we can get rid of those. So the Dianic tradition is essentially that, women coming together as spirits, creating magic together, and praying for the wellness of their families and everything they love, sharing time with each other, food, blessing each other with power, and um, and that is it. It, it, I, I, I revived this, uh, this tradition from Jean Harrison's book called Temis. Have you come across Temis? It's a very no. important book. Please, please find it. Temis, T-H-E-M-I-S, The Goddess of Social Consciousness. Okay. Can you hear? Yeah. And um, Jean Ellen Harrison, who was a professor in England, and she translated her own tablets at her digs, and she was very big of digging before the Greeks. That was her focus. What, kind, what was the origin of the Greek religions? She was researching what went on before the Greeks came down to the place where they are now. Because yeah. a swarthier, shorter kind of natives were living there, and then the Greeks came down on horses already. They were Aryan tribes. They were blondes and, and light-colored and... Um, taller, so it was a totally different kind of people, and they had their own god, uh, Zeus, that they presented just as a baby. So the goddess people looked at it, oh yeah, what of Hera's children, put, her, put him in the temple with the rest of them. And that was a mistake. And then of course they, they talk about the 300 years Zeus had to woo Hera, that actually is um, the mythical expression of having a religious war for 300 years. So there was a big resistance to this new god, new, new male rule. And um, they were matrilinear and, and the incoming Greeks were not. So there was lots of problem there in beautiful downtown Europe. <laughs> the, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh. Now, um, now, Z was Z. Um, Annette was telling me your mother practiced. My my mom prayed on the winds. Yes, she did. No occult supplies, nothing. Opened the window, called up the winds, called out her needs, discussed it with her ancestors, and then closed the window. That's how my mother cast spells. I do use candles. I enjoy incense. When I had my store, I got exposed to Bombay. The, uh, uh, the house of Bombay in Watts sold everything from New Orleans. New Orleans had families who had secrets uh, of some type of an occult supply, maybe just one, but that was theirs, and they would just create it and sell it. 
And um, the secrets for the oils, for example, that mm -hmm. is important. They had very good oils, all kind of magic oils and uh, other exotic stuff. So when I had my store in Venice, I, I educated myself at great speed to what's out there and what's what for. And, and I used to go around and have my little cough pepper herbal, and I would identify things that I would see. I would stop and stay there looking at the plant and my book until I found it and identified it, and when I did that, I was very happy all day. I remember when I identified verbena, I was beside myself because it looks different from the European verbena. I mean, things like this made my day. Still does, actually. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> I've done that myself. <laughs> Isn't that fun? It's just, oh, it is. <laughs> if I can find it's it like in a wildflower yeah, next... book, and then the magical, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. oh, and I say, oh, let's pick it, guys, get the basket. <laughs> we can take this home. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, it, it's just thrilling because um, you know what it can do. Oh, let me tell you a story that, that had a little different ending. I found in The White Goddess how... Um, Ancient priestesses used to give laurels to chew to poets because if you chew uh, this laurel, then you see visions. Well, you know, it was a hippie time, so I said, oh, I have to get this. <laughs> yeah. Found it. I, I found it in a botanical garden, and I plucked it, and I stuffed it in my mouth, and my God, I almost died. <laughs> it was horrible. Don't do it, whatever. Do not do it. it. It just blew my sinuses out and my mouth didn't feel normal for a week afterwards. I lost all my taste buds. It was just terrible. The, the pitfalls of educating yourself, you know. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, I love it. Like the first time I tried a flying potion, or I mean, um, flying Oh my potion. God, no, you, you didn't. Oh, that did. was terrible. Well, my girlfriend oh, and I, we yeah. said, let's do it, you know. And luckily, we didn't kill ourselves, but yeah. <laughs> that, oh, they, crazy. The flying ointment. Flying ointment, yeah. <laughs> The filing ointment here in San Francisco, a, a couple, a doctor and a nurse in the 70s wanted to make the flying ointment and try it out. And now these are educated people. So they thought they'd be safe. And um, the wife wanted to try it. And you know, this thing is um, a cream in which belladonna is mixed in. And oh, it okay. absorbs through the yeah, so oh, oh, don't do it. And she anointed the inner thighs, which is how it was described. It was used, so it, it goes on the fat between it, your thighs. And she passed out, and uh, the doctor had a troubled time to get her back to her, her because belladonna stops the heart. So it it was scary, and after that, everybody gave up here to make flying ornament and use it. <laughs> Because, you know, who knows, maybe you see nice visions. Who can tell what's there? The other side always lures. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's my last story about that. <laughs> now, Z, I saw um, in something that you wrote a while back, you gave a, a description of the goddess, a def your definition of the goddess. Could you tell us that? It was about the tree of life? I have no idea. The tree of life? Well, I... 
happen. I can't, uh, you know, this concept of the deity is maturing in me as I get older. And I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said before. But I understand, I understand her now um, more like I'm a very tiny cell on her body. I don't know which part of her. It could be the heart, could be the head, could be her hands. I could be on her toe. In other words, this collection of energy that permeates everything and animates life mm-hmm. animated me. And so I see myself part of her and I see her everywhere. And, and that actually everything is an altar if you want it to. She can hear you everywhere. And I, when I teach, I explain this as, imagine if you got a mosquito bite. Let's say it's on your knee or somewhere, who knows, anywhere, a mosquito bite. It's one cell or maybe two that get a little poison from the mosquito. And that starts itching. And the big organism, the big, the, the body it's herself uh, gains knowledge that there's some trouble and then you go and get yourself some witch hazel and douse it and take care of it. That one cell has that much power to motivate a full human being to go get something other human beings collected, made, witch hazel, you bought it. I mean, all that is because one cell called that. Now, of course, they punish you with uh, itching if you don't do anything about it. That's the other side of nature. They punish when they shouldn't. I mean, you already gave blood. That should do it. Why, why, why punish you with itching? But that's how she made it. What can I say? Hmm. Interesting. Absolutely. You do a cable TV I mean, What? I don't have that show anymore. No, I no longer do that. That went on seven years, and I I took it as far as I could. I really did. Nobody would come and be my producer or director. I had to do all of it. And, you know, I kept it alive seven years because I wanted to. And then when I saw nobody coming and helping, I said, no, never mind. Seven years is a cycle. Let's stop it now, and then we did. And then I started doing festivals instead. Oh, okay. um, we produce a, a biannual festival, Goddess Festival, in La Honda, and we have um, a real Greek temple, a sunken earth temple with circular seats, good acoustics, and a fireplace that we are allowed to have fire. Now, you know this is very rare in California. And the only reason we have this privilege there because Native Americans built it and they built it well. And um, there's like the hose and every time we make fire, we make sure. In fact, I have women stay with the fire all night in vigil, just sleep next to the fire, making sure it really is out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be very careful here in California. It, it can blow very quickly. But may I say... Ever since I've been living in California, which is since 1970, not once did a witch start a fire. We have fires every year. Not once did a witch start a fire because she was out there in the woods with a candle or anything. So I'm proud of that. I think that's great because there are a lot of witches here who practice in wilderness. And um, I'm glad that we don't have that on our conscience. Is there a lot of... um I guess you could say witches, pagans, 
in the California area? Yes, that's what I'm saying. We have lots of them. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and they come together once a year for the Pantheacon, which uh, Glenn Turner from Ancient Ways uh, is producing. And, my gosh, the Double Day Hotel is already booked. This thing's going to happen in February. Actually, it's been booked a long time. And then all the neighboring hotels are booked as well. So she draws all kinds of pagans, many traditions, but no, we, we, she, she screens out Satanists and stuff like that. Not, we, we only take two seconds. And, um, and, and the goddess positive uh, attitude, not, you know, we, of course, the, you know, lots of yeah. traditions. They are all giving presentations. They do rituals. There's dances. And, of course, a big old drunken orgy at the end. When people come in. They really, they really get action. <laughs> hotel corridor. You walk up and down on the corridors, and people are visiting each other. The older doors are open into rooms, and, and everybody's in a very, very good pagan mood. And, um, yeah, people get lucky. <laughs> a very good pagan mood. I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> oh, tell me about the Susan B. Anthony coven number one. Do we think that Susan B. Anthony was a witch, or just no? A she was dancing no. the feminist movement. Okay. She was a Quaker, but guess why I did that. That was a psychic woman named Victoria Woodhall, whose sister was Tennessee, and Tennessee was actually more psychic than Victoria. But Victoria was, had great moxie, and she actually ran for president before women had the vote. And Susan B. just shook her head over that, and she didn't like that girl. Just didn't. She was too pretty, you know, and um, Susan was very stern and, and, and duty-bound, and Victoria was flirtatious, and she was supposed to be, you know, free lover. Anyway, fundraiser for Victoria for the presidential um, campaign. And, but can the suffragists do? They have to show up. So Susan B. is there at the fundraiser, standing alone. And then a reporter approaches her and says, well, Susan B. Anthony, what do you think of the afterlife? And she turned around and she said, well, I tell you this. I will, when I die, I will not go to heaven nor hell, but stay right here and finish the woman's revolution. <laughs> and I said, Spirit, Susan B., I have a job for you. I need you now. We need you now. And I just took her by this utterance. You know, it was a spontaneous utterance. And I thought I had rights. I could call her down and say, hey, you said that. I, I, I take you up on it. Come and help us finish the woman's revolution. So I, we named the coven after her. And then we thought that would be Susan B. Anthony, two, three, you know. And instead, they started having Victoria Woodhall Coven and Amelia Earhart Coven and um, Elizabeth Carey Stanley Coven. So it, it, it spawned, but differently what we thought. And now the Susan B. Anthony Coven Number 1 is revived as a virtual coven. We have members everywhere, and they do activism and, um, in, in their, wherever they live. And... Um, we come together at um, our festivals and have uh, the Susan B. 
be honored and they um, do ritual with us. So it's back. They are back. It's a new generation for sure. Do you see it expanding? Um, the pagan following the uh, beliefs, the um, practice of uh, witchcraft. You see that expanding more so today than, let's say, ten years ago. Oh yes, oh yes, uh, oh yes. And and there's a craze. Uh, and uh, we, we're back. In, we are a fad again. We never went away, but now we are a downright roaring fad. Every time I look on television, most children show says magic in it. They have wishing stones and and wands and fairies and and uh, the magic permeates television right now. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. It, it it never went away away, but um, there is a resurgence of uh, witches. They have different. But, you know, they're not Wiccans, but they are the fun witches, so the fairy tale witches, and they carry a lot of truth with them. They do carry some truth with them. And uh, we know that um, fantasy is allowed in our religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're definitely not barred from imagining whatever we like. <laughs> at my notes. I keep making more on the side here. Um, if people want to communicate with you, Z, um, is there a blog or something you want to give us a website for so people yeah, can get in touch yeah. with you? And- yeah, zbudapest.com. It's a huge loaded, big loaded um, website and out of that comes many other links. I have a Dianic University there. I have um, all the upcoming events there. We have different lists like Dianic Nation that lists from around the country the women's mysteries activities. Uh, we have a, um, um, a Z Budapest list where we're just talking to each other and all this is moderated and list mommed. Um, I have my blog uh, that I do plus we we are uh, writers for the examiner pagan section. Can you imagine? We are actually international. And we post four articles a week. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what is the website for that? Examiner.com? Examiner.com and then just right. click on pagan. Pa- Paganexaminer.com. And, uh-huh. and then pagan. I see. Well, we are there on the examiner side mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> they um, probably could just search. Um, they could probably just search Pagan once they get to examiner. dot com, uh-huh. and I'll yeah. find you because I write for yeah. an examiner too. So. Um, oh, that's then how you know exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. The pagans have grown a lot, and and we're not shy about new technology. I mean, I don't do much, but um, my partner does it all, my wife. I have a wife. I got married. (laughs) And she is a wizard and a webmaster, webmistress. And um, she found this open and we just took it and we've been writing on it. I don't know where it leads, but it's education. Mm -hmm. And and that's always good. Do you still have a store, Um. 
No, honey, I gave that up. I left. I left it in Los Angeles, and and then it became my, my partners took it home and became a mail order shop. And then she died, and then it went away. She had some inherited illness, and she finally died. And um, that's another thing, you know how mm-hmm. old friends that you were young with die. It shakes you up. Yeah. Okay. And I think I've done especially. I'm sorry. What's on it? I was going to say, yeah. you're a very popular author. Is there anything that you're working on right now? Are you writing any new books in, in the current time? I'm, I'm, yes, I am. I'm, I'm writing my autobiography. Finally, oh. I'm going to fess up. <laughs> I, I will fess up my dark, spotted life. <laughs> it's not That's but, wonderful. But I, I just give some background juicy stuff out so you know because I've been just teaching 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 mm-hmm. all the books I look at them and I say they are all teaching grandmother of time lost earth holidays grandmother moon the last lunar holidays and in all of them I usually put an essay about my life so I've been dribbling my autobiography little by little I've been dribbling it out chapter by chapter, but the, I, my autobiography is a new script. I'm not going to just use those and put them together, you know. I imagine um, it's going to be a thick book, huh? I hope so. Lewin's yeah. going to publish it. Because it, sound, it sounds like um, you had a hell of a good life, too. I mean, enjoyed it. Enjoyed life. Um, uh, yes. I, yeah. I, I, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I love California. I have not been happy and healthy until I got here. And mm-hmm. since I'm here, I'm, I'm healthy and happy, more or less. Even when I'm, things are not too good, I still can look out and find the blooming California flowers, and I get all cheered up. So it doesn't matter. That's what matters. That plant is much older than I am. Went around the whole galaxy several times. You know, the scarlet pimpernel, I... Every time I see it, I I just can just bow down. <laughs> oh, great spirit. I mean, they went around the whole, not just our galaxy, but the entire, they did the big circle. And they managed to cling to the earth, and they're still there, and uh, still beautiful something, huh? Yeah. The scarlet, now, scarlet people. It's been around the whole universe. What do you mean by it's been around the whole universe? Other planets? No, no, on our planet, but traveling around, you know, doing our rounds in the bigger universe. You know, we are like on the outskirts of Milky Way, but the Milky Way swirls as well. So there's like, I don't know how to put it better. I, I totally understand. I just thought maybe you were alluding you, to, you know, other planets having life, et cetera. Okay, good. But no, imagine... Imagine that there was also a time when everything was covered with ice. What did they do then? Where did they go? I mean, how, how did how to survive that? And those things didn't just last overnight. The, the so-called little ice age, when everything was covered with ice, went on for over a thousand years. Yeah. And that, what did the scarlet pimpernel do? What does it know to do that I can't even imagine? Things like that keep me. <laughs> Keep me puzzling. <laughs> Z, do you still do readings? 
I do, yes. I love doing what kind, what kind have you do? What, what kind have you done? I use, I use the weight back. You know, I'm, I learned on the weight back, and that's what the, talks to me uh, most clearly. I look at the new backs, and they just don't, you know, I always have to go back in my mind. What was the Six of Swords again? You know, what did it look like, actually? Yeah. Uh, because um, the new decks always cover up the troubles. It's always cheerful on those decks. The <laughs> sun is always shining. Even death is beautiful, you know. There's yeah. never anywhere that would resonate with a querent who comes and is like, she's like torn up inside and in the dumps and depressed. And then the card that reflects it doesn't look like her inside at all. But the old way that tells the truth. It does give you a silver lining, but death is death on that card. And remember the Ten of Swords, which is the opposite of acupuncture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every time I see that. <laughs> Every time I see that card, I, I want to say that, but I have to hold back because the woman doesn't need to hear that. But it's so amusing that, you know, the Ten Swords all stuck into the spine of that poor man. <laughs> the opposite of acupuncture, I always say to myself. <laughs> I have to stop doing that. <laughs> you're, you're a treat. It's so wonderful to have you on our show tonight. <laughs> what are you teaching when you're when you're having classes? What do you uh Oh, online? Well, I teach from my books, and then I give them homework, and then they write it back to me, and we read it, and there is no grade. Um, mm -hmm. It's just self-education. I don't care how long it takes. You know, once you're in the class, you do it as you feel like it. And then they let me know um, in an email that I have just posted some homework so that I know, because otherwise I go there looking, looking, and... Um, it's not exactly the fastest crowd that I have been teaching. They mm -hmm. take that time because that's what this media suggests. This yeah. media suggests that you sit there when you want to and you work a little bit whenever you want to. And that's fine with me for life. Somebody in your lifetime, while you're breathing in and out, do finish the lesson. And <laughs> um, I think they will. So, but others are very quick, grasp it. I have students from Brazil. They are now organizing the first goddess festival. Mm -hmm. wow. I'm, so I'm so impressed because uh, Brazil is um, dominated by um, the, um, those voodoo mamas. Yes, the priestesses are called mamas. Voodoo mamas. And um, the great veneration of Yemaya, which is almost like state religion. So I think, I think it would be just fine to add to it more. Because Yemaya is just one of the names of the goddess. And then there are like 10,000 more. And if you know more, we mm -hmm. accept that too. Because she has all names and no name. Pretty mind-boggling thinking about a deity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it can keep you guessing for a lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah, it just uh, keeps my mind entertained. <laughs> so how do you like your life there in Chicago? Tell me. How um, do I like my life here in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm outside of Chicago. I'm more south. I'm the south tip of Lake Michigan. I'm in Indiana. Uh-huh. Near the dunes. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Oh, you know, the the wildlife and the plant life here is very, very diverse. So we have, you know, rolling sand dunes and water. And then we Annette have... Annette lives in the woods, basically, Z. She's got, uh, you know, she's got a dream um, location. She basically... Hmm. In the woods, it's beautiful. It really is. Wow, wow, wow! Yeah. I have, I have two little boys, so we really, you know, I get to see it through their eyes, and it's a whole new world <laughs> to me and them, of course. Yes, yes. We have the privilege of um, we just start we're starting up a charter school, Discovery Charter School, and it's going to be all environmental, a very green type of grade school. So that's just starting next year. We've been working on it now for about a year, and I'm really excited to see that happen. They have the privilege of going to this uh, preschool that's close to us that has the same curriculum, and we've just been having a ball with nature and earth, and, you know, I'm a happy person. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like it. You sound like you have found the place you belong. That's that's all that matters, really. yeah, I was I was born ready to move into motherhood, so uh-huh. <laughs> I finally got my big chance. Yeah, well, yeah and that is, congratulations. And that's, a high, and that's been a high priestess for many years, and uh, she's a very special friend too. So, uh, to me. And you and you do this fine work together with the blog radio. That's yeah, we do the blog that, radio. And we do um, we do readings together and. Um, like I told her when I first met her, I go, Annette, I said, um, and she'll tell you, you know, I'm, I'm pretty diverse on knowing a lot about the pagan stuff and different religions mm-hmm. do interest me. I believe in the unity of faith. And mm-hmm. I, I said, if I wasn't raised so many years, my religion, <laughs> I'm a little too old to learn all the stuff with her religion, you know. Um, so, um, it's okay. There, You've got, you know, there's a lot of faith. She, I, um, <clears throat> if you could say, do I believe in Catholic craft? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, you know, I do believe in witchcraft and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, before, before I forget, can I do a couple of plugs? Go ahead. Please. No problem. <laughs> All right. Um, you asked about the Dianic tradition. Well, the book for that is the Holy Book of Women's Mysteries, and that includes the sacred songs, whatever I could dig up about men's mysteries is in it. It's developed as well as the women's mysteries, but I have included it naturally. I haven't seen anybody uh, getting a group of males together and discover what this man's mysteries was based on what we know, you know, just kind of invent and imagine and uh, remember the rest. I don't know that that ever occurred, but um, I give them the head start. And then I like to promote my philosophy, you know, the the summoning Mm -hmm. the fates is about destiny. And I'm very proud of that book because of... uh, I, I connected dots with astrology and the ages. The original title I used, the working title, was Your Age Has a Meaning. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's still true, even though they changed the title to Celestial Wisdom. And I wrote that together with Diana Paxson. Now, you must know about her. She's a sci-fi writer, and she did all the uh, um, um, Avalon books. Oh, okay. The Priestess of Avalon and um, the prequel to the Avalon. She was working with, uh, um, working together with Marianne, Marianne Bradley, mm-hmm. who wrote, yeah, she was close to her and uh, she considered her a teacher. And after she passed on, she continued the theme. So, yeah, the celestial wisdom. And then two good books, uh, Goddess in the Office and Goddess in the Bedroom are out of print because Rupert Murdoch bought my publishing house, Harper, and he just got rid of me. Yeah, they just kept one book. And that one is Grandmother of Time, which is a good beginning book um, to just get a sniffing at the uh, Earth holidays that we mm-hmm. have lost. And then the Grandmother Moon, which has a lot of Asian holidays included, as well as my little giblets of autobiography, how I live this season and how, you know. And um, I don't know, what else have I got that I have forgotten? I wrote like eight books or nine books. I'm Most sure if somebody went to Amazon and put in your they name, can find they, they yeah. can find all of them. Yeah. Matter of fact, exactly. that's how I found. That's how I found it, and we posted one on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, one of your books with a link to your. Which one? Uh, which one was it? What did you I find? I would have to go. I would have to go back, but the way the the uh, screen is playing with me right now, uh, I'm not going to change uh-huh. web pages. Uh, it's till after the show. But um, doesn't matter. Yeah, but it, have, it is up there. Do we have any woman callers? Any woman out there wants to talk to me, ask you me know, something? We got about six minutes left, but the thing is, with our show, we get a lot of listeners, and um, I don't know, maybe they just nobody calls. E- either they're shy or, them. or give we them get, the number. Well, the number is six four six nine one five nine six five three. If there's any callers out there. Um, did you ever think of, you know, you, you mentioned two books that were um, basically when Murdoch bought the uh, publishing yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. The you Goddess in of, the Office. Yeah, did you ever think of revising the book and then putting it under yes. a different... Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, yes. You Thank can get you away with it that me. way, right? Yeah. Yeah, but because I'm working on the autobiography, right now I'm not devising. I just finally, the goddess blessed me with a good assistant. Thank good. you, goddess, for Terry. Thank you so much. So I'd be able to do more now than I had before because I can only do one thing at a time. Yes. I mean, I mean, you know, that the focus. I like focus one at a time. Yes, and I like it, to bring back those books. Those were very good groundbreakers for working women who were maybe not so witchy, but once they started feeding me, they got to use it. And many times I got this from my audience. They said that The Goddess in the Office was the first book they ever picked up. Oh, and that's okay. a good entry book also. Okay. And Goddess and in the up, Bedroom. Go yeah, go on. Go no, go ahead. The Goddess in no, the Bedroom. 
uh, the goddess in the bedroom book isn't really a, a roaring sex, but all the positions are discussed. It's, it's more like honoring the connections, and, and it's very respectful. Um, yet, I took it home to Hungary, and my cousin was a translator. I thought she would take it and translate it in Hungarian, and guess what? She told me that it was, it was outraged her. It was too sexy. She couldn't take it. <laughs> I can't work on this. <laughs> she, from a moral, a moral ground, she, she said she's not going to translate it because she was better than me. I said, no, no, no. Never mind, little cousin. Go back to your small world. I don't need you. <laughs> she, okay. she actually did that to me. Yeah, it's not that, not that bad. She okay, we got th- we got three minutes. Uh, they can find you on the internet by doing a search on Google under Z Budapest. For sure, they can find you that way, and they can find your books on Amazon.com by putting in Z Budapest two as author, and find your books like that. And they can contact or communicate through you or take your classes through by way of the internet. So, yeah, um, but you ZBudapest.com. Yes. Okay. Um, and that, thank you so much for allowing thank me you. to be part of your evening, and 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 all that you know, I I must say, you know, I I learned in Chicago very important things, <laughs> and I thank the goddess that I lived there once. Thank you. And Zippy. and blessed be for both of you. Good night. Blessed be. Good night. Good night. That was very nice, huh? Nice. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yes, it was kind of an honor to have her on. Um, it really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, She's uh, a staple in the community, absolutely. Yeah, and it was nice. She came to us, too, and uh, that was special. And mm-hmm. um, asked if she could be on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I imagine that biography book would be great uh, because uh, – Lady's got a lot of spunk. <laughs> oh, and you know it'll be full of those great stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so people, uh, keep your eye out for Z Budapest autobiography. Yeah, let's go to her website. I'm sure she's got a newsletter and everything else by what she said. She's got a blog, so that's as good as a newsletter. You can sign up to receive that. Um, it's zbudapest.com. I would like to say before we go, we only got like a minute left. October 20th, we're doing TV. We'll announce um, when it'll be on. Um, probably on our not on Sunday night broadcast, which will be October 27th, Tuesday night. Um, I don't know if Annette will be painting the town again that night, but we will see. Did you make it home that night, kid? I was fine. <laughs> oh, okay. I was home before we ended the show. Oh, were you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, didn't know if, I got uh, the car and started driving. It only takes me about 20 minutes to get back to the house. So. I, I didn't know if you are going to take take yourself up on your offer, on your own offer, to stop and paint the town. <laughs> stop and really live it up, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you, you paint the town. You make it sound like I'm out there, you know, ripping yeah. it off and starting a bar fight or something, you know. I only dream I think you deser- I, I think you deserve, I think you deserve though. I think you deserve one, though, so uh, a night to paint the town. Um, Thursday, October 22nd, I'll be doing readings at Cigars and Stripe at 6715 West Eden Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. 
Annette, we got 25 seconds. Thank you. Well, then I'll say good night. Good you. night, and I will call you in a in about 30 seconds, okay? 10-4. <laughs> All right. Good night, listeners. Okay. Good night. Thank you.